Hello, this is the Smiling Conscious Traveler podcast. I am Otmar Braunecker from Austria. And my guest today is Brian D. Ridgeway. Um, Brian is the number one best international best-selling author and founder of Level 5 Mentoring, known by tens of thousands of readers and clients in 84 countries as the Spellbreaker. He helps people to go beyond solving their problems into what he calls dissolving the illusion of problems, using a transformational approach he calls spellbreaking. People who experience spellbreaks report everything from epiphanies and breakthroughs to literal miracles. Spellbreaking dissolves the frozen energies trapped in our mental, emotional, and physical bodies, sim simultaneously creating instant, deep, lasting transformation and is the key reason Brian is in demand with rapidly growing global audience. Welcome, Brian, to my show. Thanks, Atmar. Glad to be on with you, man. So, yeah. Let's step right away into this topic. What is spell breaking? So spell breaking is related to, we've all heard of casting spells. We've all seen movies and cartoons and animated pictures that talk about Snow White or others who got put under a spell. Beauty and the Beast, this beast got put under a spell. And the idea is other people taking you and putting you under where they cast a spell on you that you can't wake up from and it changes how you perceive the world it changes what you see it may change how you look and it changes everything that you get out of life until you wake up from the spell and most of us only get that in humorous cartoonish ways but I had this interesting discovery after doing my work for a few years that what I was doing was I was helping people to wake up from the spells that they had been under. I was, I did a um, session with a woman client of mine and she said, Oh my God, it's like you woke me up from a spell. Like I've been sleeping this whole time. And she called me the spell breaker. So that name stuck ever since. So I started calling what I do spell breaking. So there's an element of humor and, and then very seriously, when I, when I help someone to break a spell, I help them to dissolve the mental beliefs and conclusions and decisions that the person unconsciously made, as well as physical symptoms and things in the body, as well as all of the emotional things that were related. And the, the outcome when someone does this is not only do they feel different, their emotions clear on that topic, their mind becomes transparent in that area and their life changes. Things that had been haunting them or showing up in their physical world actually stop showing up for them. So it's multi-dimensional um, work. Mm. Actually, I, I, I just watched one of your live videos just a couple of hours ago. And there was a, a real interesting question. And I think it boils down essentially to what is responsibility and what is freedom. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people right now concerned about what is going on. A lot of anger, fear and sadness is going on yeah. in their lives. What would you tell those people? Yeah, I would say ultimately, you know, not everybody's ready for, 
Atmar, and you and I know this, not everybody's ready for the message that I'm speaking. Not everybody's ready to see that they are literally 100% responsible. When I totally understand, I honor those. So I would say, if you're ready and willing to fully be the change you want to see in the world, it's time to accept responsibility that what we're seeing out there, no matter how big it is, no matter how far out on the global stage it is, perhaps I'm actually seeing what I believe to be true. Perhaps my unresolved emotions, my unresolved life issues are playing out on the global stage as this seeming nightmare that looks like it has nothing to do with me, but wait, it's affecting me. And for those that aren't quite ready to, to go all the way there, you could just consider this one question. Is there any possibility that you could choose to respond from presence rather than reacting from anger and sadness and fear? Is there any possibility that you could choose to become present, to become calm and centered, to feel those emotions and then respond to what's happening? Because both of those questions I ask lead to you being responsible. Even if you don't admit that you're bringing it all into existence, that's fine. Not everybody's ready to even consider that idea. It seems ridiculous to some, but you still have the ability to respond to it. And then the final question I would offer from that is, if, if let's just say that you're looking at the global situation, you're looking at vaccinations and mandatory masks and economic shutdowns and all this, and you say, I really want to do something about this. Will you be more effective if you're reacting from the anger and sadness and fear, or if you're responding from a deeper state of presence. And that's always available to us regardless. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm actually, I would say one of your students, I call you always my mentor when I talk with people about you. And it was actually in 2014 that I got aware of your programs. And <laughs> I just stopped for a second because someone <laughs> just woke up. This is my son. I have to tell the people that it's actually, we're 12 hours apart. <laughs> You're living in Hawaii and I'm living in Austria. So here yeah. it's in the middle of the night for you, it's in the afternoon. Yeah, this crazy Zoom world dealing with time zones constantly. Yeah. So anyway, I was just talking about 2014 when I joined your first program. Uh, my first program, not your first program. <laughs> it was called Conscious Creator 3.0 program. And in yeah. this program, I met a woman called Erika Hoft. And we got really good friends and... It was during a time when I spent with my wife in Uganda, which actually happened right in the middle of the program that I went to Uganda and she helped us really, really a lot. And um, yeah, could you tell me what, what Erika actually experienced through one of these spellbreak sessions? 
yeah wow it's really great that you bring that up you know i love erica you love erica um i, I will tell the long story in the shortest way that i can to, to give a little bit of context so erica had found me and hello good morning <laughs> erica Erica had found my work and I was doing a free webinar and she got on the webinar and I had offered that during this webinar, I'm going to do a, a spell break for somebody who raises their hand and uh, I would help them with a life issue. And she came on and the life issue that she wanted to address had to do with her business. And so I did and she had the biggest breakthrough that she had ever had in her life on this free you know 30 minute maybe spell break so she joined um one of the programs it was probably right before you or, or not not far from it and so during one of those sessions i was working with another member of my program on some physical trauma she had been severely abused uh by her alcoholic father and we're talking when i say severe i mean severely abused mm -hmm. physically mentally emotionally and i was working with her on some sensations and when i'm working with a group because i'm working with the place where we are all one i'm working at the deepest deepest levels everybody that's watching observing and participating has their own angle of the same breakthrough and so um, i watched erica shifting around in her chair I knew she had been diagnosed with scoliosis. She had three curves in her spine. It hindered her breathing and a lot of other things. And she had had it since she was 12. So 30 years, multiple surgeries, nothing to be done about it. And during the session, I watched Erica straightening out and had some interesting looks on her face. And at the end of the session, she said, Brian, something has happened with this scoliosis. You know, I'll keep you in touch. I'll keep in touch with you. And it was either that night or the next day that she messaged me and said, my scoliosis is gone. My spine straightened out all three curves. I can breathe. I can move. And, you know, I, I like to jokingly say that I'm so surprised when that happens with my clients. It happens so much that I'm not even surprised anymore at how I'm always surprised and how I'm not even surprised anymore at how, how much it happens. I don't call myself a healer. A lot of people call me a healer. I personally believe we are all animated by the one healer the one that brings life into being and some call it god whatever i don't care well, i don't care it doesn't care what you call it i don't care what you call it but i helped her to tap into the part of herself that had been working on healing her the whole time and so her spine straightened she had a physical miracle and her life's been different ever since yeah some people would say what a miracle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is actually what I just wanted to ask you. Could you mm. tell me about your miracle moment? Absolutely. And this, it's one of my own personal favorite topics. Now, I, I, I'll just say this as a, as a clarifier. Okay. I, Einstein said, you can reel me back in if I go too far. I want to answer your question, but this is really fundamental. Einstein said... We can live our lives in one of two ways. We can either live as if nothing is a miracle or we can live as if everything is a miracle. In other words, he's saying he doesn't believe in miracles, but there's either one infinite unlimited miracle or there aren't any. And so profound, he was able to capture that with one sentence. And so the way that I see that is 
we're we are an aspect of one eternal never ending miracle that is we perceive miracles because on rare moments we peek our heads up through our mess far enough to see oh my god look it's a miracle and then we go right back to sleep and then oh my god that's a miracle and then so the miracle is always happening we just aren't always in the state to uh, recognize it there's even a program called a course in miracles that talks about being in a state of miracle readiness mm -hmm. and so my miracle moment when i stepped into living in the miracle was uh january 3rd 2011 at around 10 30 in the morning when I had lost it all for the seventh time, I was homeless. I had managed to make just scraps of money to keep me, my pregnant wife, and two little ones in the dumpiest imaginable hotel. We were stranded in Van Nuys, California with no way out. I had lost everything for the seventh time. I had tapped every possible help that was available to me. I was suicidal, hopeless, stuck, and my life was basically over. And we had reached the end of that little bit of money and we were gonna be out on the street the next morning. And I had spent, up to that point, I had spent over $300,000 working on myself. I had de devoted decades to self-help. And my life had gotten worse until here I was about to be out on the street again. And I surrendered. I let go. And in one flash, there's so much more to the story, but to keep it, you know, reasonable. In this moment of complete surrender, every bit of self-help I had ever done, every study of quantum physics and understanding that the universe is energy and that we're all one we're in a state of infinite possibilities it went from being ideas for me to being complete reality for me i looked at my hand and there was no hand there's energy circling electrons and vibrating energy and then i looked again and it was a hand and i went ah and i saw how the real me brings the universe into being how we're all one and I have been living nearly 24-7 in that state of awareness ever since, which is how a big part of how I'm able to do the work that I do with people. I listened so many times to the story, and it's every time I enjoy it again. <laughs> I've told it so many times, and I love it every time. And I, I see it in your face. You're really enjoying it. And I just remember that even there was a ship called Miracle. Yeah, yeah. Which you boarded. So, Would you yeah, like it, to tell it, me that story? Yeah, so, you know, and, and I would just say this, in, you know, in my book, which we may talk about, um, we give the entire book away free with several videos. Yeah. In the book, I go really in-depth in the story, but to, to keep that again short, so here I was in this hotel room, out of money, hopeless. I surrendered, I gave up, the universe revealed its truth to me that I was it and it was me. And I, a few minutes later, I got this, okay, now that you woke up, you got it, go check your email. So I went and checked my email and there was an email from someone who had seen a video that I made. It's, it's again, a long complicated story, but I had seen this work that this guy was doing. I thought it was brilliant. I made a video about it, put it on YouTube about two months earlier, month and a half earlier. And I never thought about the video again. 
And this guy had just, in the moment that I was sitting at the pool surrendering and I woke up, in that moment, he got the signal from the universe, which is me, to watch my video. He found my video on YouTube. He watched it. He called me and said, listen, man, you understand the concept of my business better than anybody, maybe better than me. You just explained it on your video better than I have ever been able to explain it. We've been stuck trying to market this. Could you take over my company immediately? And I said, well, let's talk about this. He said, well, no, no. He said, like, I, I'll, I'll get a check out to you today or I can wire you money today. And by the way, he said, there's only one thing. Um, I've got an all expense paid cruise coming up in eight days to the Bahamas. And I, you know, if we can get you trained, you could go on that cruise. I don't want to go. You could go on it for me, for my company and actually um, do the presentation that I was going to do. I think you'll do better at it than I will. And so I just, well, wait a minute. So here I was hopeless, homeless, going to be kicked out on the street. I literally just realized I'm the universe. I'm in this state of just, Wah! and here's an email. Here's a phone call. I'm sending you money right now. Can you be on it? all expense paid cruise in eight days. And I was shocked to find out when I was walking on board, this ship is named the miracle. Like, hello, how's that? I can't make this crap up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as you just said, you can't make it up this story. <laughs> I mean, when I heard it the first time and I read it also in your book, I said, how can this be possible? Even the ship was called Miracle. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, know, you know what that tells? And the reason why I like to tell the story is what I'm always telling people is you, it can happen for you. This, if this crazy thing can happen, anything can happen. And if it can happen for me at the lowest point that a human can reach, it can happen for you no matter where you're at. I, I want, you, want to mention, uh, again, you said it, you, you uh, wrote a, fr a free book. I mean, you wrote a book and you decided to give it away for free. Yeah. Uh, it's called Break Yourself Help Addiction. And you can find it at breakyourselfhelpaddiction.com. I will put a link too so that people can find it. Beautiful. Um, actually, why did you decide to give the book away for free? All right. Now, there, there's a deep question. And I'll tell you what, this is where maybe I'll, I'll get to say something that might help somebody who's listening. Okay. In the moment, almost everybody in the world believes that selfishness is wrong and bad. Almost everybody. And the more spiritual people are, the more they feel that they should be generous, that they should, spiritual people shouldn't make money. And if I'm going to do spiritual work, I shouldn't make blah, 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 blah. Well, in that moment, when I woke up, I didn't know it then, but I, one of the things that I learned or relearned in that moment of waking up was that if you don't admit that you are the self, if you don't realize that you are the self, then you're trying to be the self that you think you should be or the self that they told you you are. You're the good boy. You're the good girl. You're the one who gets good grades. You're the one that messed up and doesn't get the cookie because you're a bad girl. When the truth is I am the self, and if I am the self, then it is my nature to be selfish. And every definition anyone ever gave me of selfish, and selfish is wrong and selfish is bad, is complete insanity. Even if everybody believes it, it's total insanity. I'm self, therefore I'm selfish. Hello. And 
something happens when you admit that completely you find the ability to be totally selfless in other words you can be generous when you know you're the one generating everything into being in the first place so what i have found is the more i give away the more people come to me wanting to buy my more advanced stuff and so you know we've got this book that quite frankly quite frankly i ended up spending over twenty thousand dollars on all of the help and 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 team and everybody that i put together to help me write this book i'm not the most organized person in the world to say the least and so I spent big money getting this book put together. We put it on Amazon. It went overnight, international number one bestseller in multiple spiritual and self-help categories. And I knew the entire time that I actually wanted to give it away. But the credibility and all from being on Amazon, like we have 300 five-star reviews on there for an unknown author. That's pretty cool. And so we let it be on Amazon for people who want a physical copy of the book or they want to buy the Kindle version. And the whole time we've kept it available for free on my website. And to be really frank about it, I would say that probably 50% of the people that got the free book on my website went and bought a copy on Amazon because they wanted the physical copy and another small percent of the people that have got downloaded the book for free came back and bought some more of my stuff. So it, it, generosity is always a win-win if it's not manipulative generosity. Beautiful. I, I just realized that you're just giving away a free business course too <laughs> and people who are present could really benefit from this, what you're just telling them. Yeah. And yeah. I just include myself too. I, I really practice being present with you and not only with you, but since I started a journey with my podcast, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm practicing this every day, not only in the interviews. Beautiful, man. I see it. I mean, I called it after all the smiling conscious traveler and it, it didn't happen by mistake that I called it like that. It came one morning to me, like it was a revelation. I was looking for, for a couple of days for the name. And then I said, okay, smiling and breathing, smiling and breathing. That's what Brian is telling us all the time. Then why not call it smiling? The word smiling should be in there that I remember it every day. And... That's what happens, actually. I'm doing my daily morning videos, just like you did it this morning. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I copied it from you, but you inspired me somehow when you made these beautiful videos from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm practicing, actually, every day. The smiling beautiful. part, the present part, and also the breathing comes somehow. It's, it's natural. It's when I remember the smiling and being present, then the breathing comes almost by itself. Beautiful. I'm with you. So, so far the credit to your work actually, <laughs> because before I was singing conscious creation, that was one of your programs, conscious creator. Yep. And I said, no, I want to make it my, my own brainchild. Yeah. I don't want to copy paste. 
Yeah. So anyhow, um, you offer also something else what is for free. It's a Facebook called uh, a Facebook group called Unconditional Happiness. Yeah. And people can join it for free and it is such an amazing group, not only the, the content what you find there, but also the people whom you meet there. Um, yeah, <laughs> now I lost a little bit trick, but the last couple of months uh, you, you, you started uh, something. I mean, you didn't start the quantum question at this time, but you started sessions yeah. every day. Uh, which you, where you practice these quantum questions and what are actually quantum questions? Another one of my favorite topics. So, <laughs> you know, almost, almost everybody in the self-help and spiritual world has been told about um, affirmations and lots of people use them. And I discovered that for the vast majority of people, affirmations are either harmful at worst pointless in most cases and incredibly slow if they get any results at all for for almost everybody and there's a very tiny percentage of people who are have so little resistance that they can do some affirmations on some topics and get some kind of results so i'm not i'm not putting affirmations down i'm putting them where i see them to be however the idea behind affirmations of seeing life the way you want it to be and then affirming this is how i want it to be the the real issue with an affirmation is that even if even if someone doesn't understand the depths of trauma and how all the mechanics work i, I can give a simple picture when you're little and someone tells you you're ugly or that you're stupid either one pick either one someone tells you you're stupid or you're ugly and it's at a moment, someone you like, someone you love, and you kind of trust them and you feel upset, you feel hurt by it, and you buy, I'm ugly or I'm stupid. For the rest of your life, you go through life feeling like you are stupid or ugly. And you look at people and they look at you and you'll see someone, you'll be at a party and someone is, look, you turn and look and someone's going, and you see, see, oh, God, look at how they're looking at me. The fact is that they just realized that they had a bug in their mouth. They weren't even thinking about you. That look on their face had nothing to do with how ugly you are. But because you know you're ugly or you know you're stupid, you keep getting endless evidence because we really are that powerful. And so when you go and you, you hear, oh, affirmations, this will work. So you say an affirmation, I'm good looking. I'm smart, by gosh, and people like me. And you bring your emotion in. You're using your mind to attempt to affirm that something is true, which the deeper parts of you know beyond the shadow of a doubt is not true. You're putting your mind in, in competition and the part that's programmed is almost always gonna win. And so, you know, oh, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, by gosh, golly, I'm a millionaire and money flows to me effortlessly. Your mind is saying you have $2 in the bank and you owe 10, shut up, you idiot. Your mind doesn't believe you. So you put yourself in opposition. But with a quantum question, and, and, and let me say this, the, the, the sales pitch that people use to talk about why affirmations work is because they say the mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. 
most of those people don't realize that that's because what's real is imaginary. <laughs> the universe <laughs> is imaginary. You learn quantum yeah. physics for 12 seconds. You discover there's no physical universe here. Everything's made out of non-physical energy. Nothing's real. It's all imaginary. But still, what your programming holds to be true, it'll still hold true even though it's not true. So you're still in opposition to yourself. But what I, I came up with this concept of quantum questions. I was using the technique without even knowing that I was doing it without knowing why. It just came through me. And then later I formulated a name and I formulated how to do it. So with a quantum question, you would say, why is it true that how I look doesn't even matter? Why is it true that ultimately no one can be ugly or beautiful it's truly in the eye of the beholder why did i finally let in the truth that how i look is literally a matter of the perception of the person looking why did i admit that no one can be ugly or beautiful no one can be pretty or hideous it is completely a function of the eye of the beholder and how the person feels so why was i able to let go of any ideas of beautiful and ugly and why do i admit that being that i'm alive i'm ultimately infinitely beyond beautiful and perfect like everything else and that question stirs the mind you know you might notice also i hit one question after another after another so when you hit the brain with a question it goes let me work on that answer for, answer for you and if you hit it with another question that points to the same outcome presuming what you prefer to be true your brain cannot resist it goes oh wait now you're asking me another question wait i guess this is true and you notice you start to feel visually attractive you begin to feel this doesn't really matter that much anymore and suddenly like what happened for me you walk around the corner and someone goes mm, and they look at you like your food or something like oh because it's a matter of the other person what they see it's not a matter of how you look in the first place so money health, appearance, relationships, anything you could want to bring about. You can assume that it is the way it is. Ask a few of those questions. Now, last thing I want to say, I don't want to go too far with this, but I'll just say one last thing. What I just modeled for you, and I made it really simple, it's incredibly advanced. And a lot of people say, yeah, but how would I do that? Because when I go to do it, my questions don't come out quite as you know, flowing as yours do, Brian. And so I have put together quite a bit of training on how to do it. And in the Unconditional Happiness Group, my team couldn't believe it. A lot of the people in there couldn't believe it. But I put the most complete advanced training of how to use and make and, and formulate quantum questions, I gave it for free in that um, unconditional happiness group. So for people that want that, that's there too. Actually, I wanted to mention that too, but you just did it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something else what people can find there. And it's called the breath of light process. And I experienced it by myself several times and it helps me a lot to step into more what you call uh, in, infinite po uh, possibilities. And actually I call it like that too now. <laughs> so uh, now that I'm talking about it, actually I want to integrate it more in my life. Um, yeah, maybe you could, could you shortly explain what is actually the breath of light process? Yeah. Um... To put it in the simplest terms, 
virtually everyone who considers themselves to be spiritual has heard the idea that all is one, everything is energy, and energy is all that is. So if you go down into an atom of lead or an atom of money or an atom of gold, which is real money, you go down into an atom of hydrogen or helium or anything, when you get down below the subatomic level, there's nothing physical there at all. It's energy blinking out of existence. And it's the same energy. It's actually, there's no separate things. That's just our perception is separate people and things. It's actually all one in the sea of energy. And many people have heard it. Many people have thought about it. There's lots and lots of people talking about it, writing books about it and teaching it. Almost nobody experiencing it. And, you know, people will tell me, Brian, I went to the jungle and I did plant medicine. I did ayahuasca or whatever. And I touched oneness. I haven't been able to get back. Or I was meditating at a garden in Tokyo and I tapped into oneness. I haven't been able to get back. And to understand oneness is utterly worthless. It does nothing. To talk about it, think about it, does nothing. It's just totally frustrating because to not be able to tap into it. So I created that breath of light process as a tool for helping people to, so to speak, melt into oneness by simply listening and breathing in a certain way. They actually tap in and find themselves in a state of oneness. And it's, it's one of the most powerful tools I've definitely that I've ever put together. I made a version about nine years ago, actually. Mm. It was a bonus in one of my programs. And then um, one of my partners was saying, you know, we really ought to just share that as a bonus. I said, no, nah, that thing's been, it's about nine years old. The audio wasn't that good. Let's make a new version with everything that I've learned from working with 120,000 people in the last nine years. And this thing, I mean, every day I get messages from people saying, dude, what, how, how did you make, what is this thing? You know? And um, so, yes, yeah, very, very, very powerful tool was on purpose that I didn't say 2.0 version so that you could explain it so that I don't uh, spoil your story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that's I mean, the new... My first experience with this, after listening to the 2.0 version, was really... I mean, it was actually during listening. It, it was somehow an out-of-body experience. Somehow my body was dissolving and I, I really felt this oneness. I, I, that's how I can describe it. But you know it by yourself, the English language is not enough to describe it. Yeah, very, very much so. You know, I, I, I just I feel really excited just having this discussion with you. I just realized, like, you know, we, we put together some information to share what it is. And I think the best way, the best advertisement that we could ever give for it would just be to say, like, holy crap, like, what the hell is that? How, how does that? Because you can't, it, it cannot be explained. Anything we say to explain it is going to be an understatement. And, and I'll, I'll close with this topic by saying this, Atmar, I, I have people that tell me that they're doing it literally every day, either when they wake up in the morning or when they're falling asleep. They've done it every day for months. And the effect that it is having on their lives is just completely blowing their minds. Hmm. Um, you said close. Does it mean you, you have to go or can we? No, 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 just, no, just, no, no, just to, just to close that part. Okay, of, of close the topic. Okay, I get, I get yeah. it now. Just, yeah. just that I, I don't... <laughs> 
keep you going and and you have to have another assignment maybe um, no, I, figured, I figured we'd be on for an hour yeah yeah it's almost 40 minutes <laughs> um yeah actually i'm looking always down because i wrote down some question of course <laughs> um yeah tell me a little bit about if people want to go deeper you mentioned it actually that you have way more than this free stuff what you're offering yeah um yeah what what uh, could you tell me about that what what do you offer how can i go deeper if i want to know more about than just the book than just <laughs> Tons of free videos, and if I still don't get enough. Yeah, beautiful, man. Well, so I have so many things. I, I will say, you know, I started almost 10 years ago, and all that I had, well, I created Level 5 Transformational Mentoring, which like 800 people ended up joining over the course of a couple of years. And I did primarily single one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I had a philosophy from the beginning of charging more for my sessions than anybody that I knew was charging for any type of coaching or any normal like therapy stuff. And no matter how much I charged, people kept coming. Sometimes I would raise my prices and more people would come, you know, to buy that. And then, so of course, like I, I have a personal philosophy. I'm, and once you said I'm, I'm giving a free business, of course, I'm going to add something to it. People pay attention when they pay money and it's great to give things away for free and i have been told by more than one person that i give away more free stuff than most people sell and i probably do and i also believe you know in having people pay enough have charging enough for my services that they show up taking it seriously to get everything that they came for i really recommend that there's nothing unethical for a spiritual business, nothing against making money. I, just like you, I mean, I have a roof, electric bills, you know, and pe people in my family, my kids still like to eat, whether I'm spiritual or not. So I charge money for my services. And I've always had people come along and say, well, Brian, I can't quite do that thing you're doing at the highest level. I can't come out and spend four days with you in Hawaii. Could you put something together together that does this? And so over the years now of answering that question, how do we put in something here, something here? We have my book available for free. I probably have 3,000 hours worth of free videos on YouTube for anybody that wants it. We have the free Facebook group. And then as we get out of that, which again, there, God, there's so much stuff there. Then um, when someone downloads my book, they get an opportunity to buy the audio book. And we offer that for 11.11. And even that, the value is off the charts. I created five versions of the audiobook in my own voice. One reading the entire book straight through. Another one chapter by chapter. Another one with alpha waves in the background so that you can do super learning while you're listening to it. Another one with delta waves behind it for listening to while you're sleeping. And a fifth version um, with... <laughs> I was laughing because my son was just yawning and you were talking about sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> right on time. Very tuned in. 
<laughs> and so right on right in sync man so the that the fifth version actually has schumann resonance which is the vibratory frequency of the human heart and the earth and so with those tones behind the book you're able to absorb it in different ways and since the book is a timeless you know living piece of information uh that that works so lots of people that get the book will get that then above that um, I have two different webinars that I've created that are both free that um, one of them leads to my conscious creation, mastering the five keys program. And another one of them leads to my living in oneness program. And both of those are super affordable. These both should be, if there was a should, multi-thousand dollar programs that we're selling for a few hundred dollars. However, I design my marketing materials to where if someone goes through the free stuff and doesn't click to buy, they get benefit by going through the free stuff that led. So, you know, I tell people, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make one, maybe final, we'll see business piece of business advice for my living in oneness webinar. Here's an example. When people click and they go to watch this webinar, I say, now, listen, I just want to be clear with you. I'm not going to make any sales pitch, but at the end, I'm going to make an invitation to my program. So here's what I'm going to do. When I finish giving you all the free information and value in this experience of oneness, I'll let you know that I'm about to make my invitation. And if it's not for you, you can just stop right there. So, so we, we eliminate all the shenanigans and all the BS and manipulation that can be in spiritual business. And um, so then above that, I still do a very few one-on-one -on -one private sessions where people can jump on a call, video call like this, and I do a spell break one-on-one -on -one with them, usually hour long. And then at the highest level, I have people that hire me for 12 weeks of really intense work. We meet for 12 weeks of video sessions, and then we do short videos um, any day, you know, seven days a week. They can send me a quick question via video, I give them an answer on video and we basically remake their entire life, body, mind, relationship, whatever they're dealing with. So I've got a really wide spectrum of offerings now. Yeah, that, that is so awesome. And I, I have to focus a little bit again because I have going so much on in my mind at the moment. First okay. of all, I have to say that we never actually met in person. And still, I, I always have this feeling whenever I see you, whenever I meet you online, I feel that we are, yeah, as you say, that I feel this connection that we are one, especially with you, because you are also a very present person, obviously. Um, and I just realized when you said the four days in Hawaii, I really, really want to do that with you. And I still don't know when it will be, but I know it will happen. <laughs> I know it will happen. I welcome it. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time today and that you shared all this wisdom and knowledge with us. Um, just one, one uh, last little question. I just remember something. Sorry. Um, when did you experience actually, or when did you realize that you have the gift 
to to help people with their issues mm. i know it's not a little question but i yeah I definitely to ask this question yeah you know and that is like i have a 12-hour answer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I can, I can squeeze it down to a couple of minutes. So at a very, very early age, I have, I had, I didn't know it. I had no clue, but I had a gift at a very early age of looking at a person, seeing through their issues and being able to help them in the deepest and most profound ways. I could literally tell them how they were harming themselves and how to stop at a very early age, two, three years old. And Everywhere I went, I was helping people, but I didn't have the wisdom to be able to explain or understand why I was doing it. I didn't know everybody didn't have it, and I didn't have the wisdom to only help when people ask. So I was helping people just, I was just meeting people. Oh, and I would just tell them. And I really alienated and freaked out and infuriated a lot of people. And it was really um, a few days before that awakening experience. I had been doing it my whole life. I had this incredible gift. I noticed I would meet someone and I could just see it and I would help them. And I had a few people that really appreciated it the first few times I did it. So I kind of got to this place in my life for, from I'm, I'm supposedly 55, 54, 55, right? I don't keep track, 54, 55 right now in this body. And so it was around 44 years of age that I noticed, wait, when I meet a person, I help them, I blow their mind that, I, oh my God, this is the most incredible person I've ever met. But within just a few days, they don't like me anymore. What the hell's going on here? What is this all about? And it was because I didn't have a filter in place. I had no filter to know when to stop giving advice. And to not give advice unless someone asks for it. It's not even though I wasn't fully giving advice, I was helping them and they weren't inviting my help. You know what I mean? And so I really understood it very shortly before I had the wake, awakening experience that it was even a gift and that I was really unique. And Sorry, so I uh, asked my wife <laughs> to be a little bit more present. <laughs> we can all benefit from it. So, so the bottom line of that, Atmar, is... Over the last nine years, I've realized that apparently right now I'm the only person doing what I'm doing. It's been a very slow process for me to really realize what's going on here. Yeah. Is, I, I really appreciate so much, as I said before, that, that you uh, give, first of all, that you had the time to do this interview, second, that you shared all these beautiful, amazing things with us. And as you know, I, I, I really love and appreciate you also as a person that you helped me and that you help all these people around the world to step into mm -hmm. infinite possibilities. Thank you, Atmar. I love and appreciate you, man. With these words, we wrap it up for today. <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on. I enjoyed it as well. And I trust that this will touch and bless the people that, uh, that decide to hear it. Thank you. See you soon, brother. See you soon.